If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah. Okay. Getting up energy. Let's do this. Okay. Three, two, one. Hey guys, welcome back to Believe in K-pop. This is your host, Anthea Isaac. And yes, we are in the month of September. So wishing you all a happy September. Hope you are doing good and are pretty excited about this month because it comes up with a lot of comebacks, a lot of birthdays. Yeah, you know, like I have my birthday coming up, so I want you to be excited as well. And today being an episode that is going to come out by September 5th and your host being in Aga say this is a must. I thought this episode is a must. So I just invited one of my very good friends to talk all about Mark Tuan and his latest full-length album. So I am super happy and excited to introduce Syed back to our podcast. Hi. Hi, Anthea. Thank you so much for having me. I am really excited to talk about Mark Tuan and uh, wishing him a very happy birthday and to you a happy birthday in advance. Oh, thank Um, you. (laughs) And to the listeners, happy September. It's getting, um, I guess, colder for a lot of people, and we're entering the spooky season. (laughs) So exciting stuff. Yeah, and we just have a few more months to end 2022, which is crazy to think about that. It's crazy to think about that, like... (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, so people who have been listening to us definitely might know Syed and I'm sure that most of our mutuals are listening to this episode so you know who Syed is but if if at all you don't know about this great man let me just give you a two two sentence intro this time I promise to keep it short so Syed is the founder of Genius Korea a site that most of us K-pop fans are very familiar with uh, when it comes to translated lyrics so if you are a writer or a fan we always make sure to check this particular website to learn what our idols are singing about so Syed also is a freelance writer who has brought out some of 
a, some of the greatest or detailed reviews on artists. He has covered K-pop concerts. And when he is not writing or not taking care of his website, he is busy tweeting some opinionated tweets on K-pop and K-pop artists. So if you are a follower of Syed, you might have a lot of, uh, what to say, opinionated tweets. So that's <laughs> the man we have here. So yeah, this is going to be my short intro. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Yeah. Um, follow me on Twitter at your own risk. It is very opinionated. <laughs> but do follow Genius Curry on Twitter as yeah. well. Yeah. It's run by fans for fans. So I also got to write for Genius Korea last a few weeks before. So it was really a lovely experience. Um, you know, like if you have listened to our previous episode, Syed did give me an opportunity or you know like he just invited me you can try and I wanted to try and it was really amazing like as I always say you know like most of my words made it to the article and it felt so good so cathartic (laughs) it was a really good article and the fan response to that article was amazing so and that's my favorite part (laughs) so I'm happy that you enjoyed the process as well (laughs) Exactly. So today it's all about Mark Twain. Of course, people know how much I go head over heels for Mark Twain, but we are going to pretend as if uh, there's nothing like that. And we're just going to talk about Mark on his birthday. And it's literally 8.50 p.m. in India, guys, 8.50 p.m. Uh, and 8.30 is supposed to be 12 in Korea. So in regard to Korean time, it is actually May, uh, I mean, September 4th. Did I say May 4th? Why did I say that? No, I think you said September last time. (laughs) Yeah, so September 4th, which is Mark Twan's birthday. And it's also, I think it's also 2 p.m.'s anniversary. It it must be 13th or 14th anniversary for them. Wow, I did not realize that. No. (laughs) Happy 2 p.m. day. Junho, if you're listening to it, <laughs> hi. <laughs> wow. But yeah, so talking about Mark. So what was your first encounter with Mark? How did your journey with God 7 start? And let's talk about Mark with God 7 first. Oh, wow. Um, okay, so my first introduction to God 7's members I mean, mm-hmm. I'd heard like lots of songs in, from their debut era, but like when I first started to uh, recognize their voices and their faces was Lullaby, which was a tricky era because they all wore pe- pastel colored outfits um, and they all looked really similar. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I mean, Mark was uh, the, the designated rapper for the group. So it was really easy to like um, recognize his voice, to recognize his tone in the song itself. Um, and yeah, I always saw him as the rapper of the group. And it is primarily what he did in the group as mm-hmm. well. So I was like, okay, that he's the rapper. He's, you know, the cool hip hop-esque, the American in the group. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I believe there is like a like a un like a unofficial subunit within uh, yeah and so that's like my like he spoke English so like he would always be on the forefront of like doing interviews and stuff like that and so yeah I that's that's I think my initial sort of reaction to him being in God 7 yeah I really enjoyed his verses that's like because it because it's the rappers and it's like mm-hmm. it, it, you hear it um so yeah like do you want to listen to my story yeah sure <laughs> of course <laughs> no like this is this is the first time ever in the public era i'm telling the story but i oh, found cool. god seven because of mark oh wow okay yeah like i used to be part of this amino app where uh, amino k-pop mm-hmm. app where they write and that's when i started writing that's where i started like fangirling and things Uh so uh i read one of the articles and there was this gif a popular gif i think you might have seen it somewhere maybe in the year 2017 or 18 where you know like jinyoung mark are are in their if you do era and they are wearing this uh maroon suits and uh, mm-hmm. Jinyoung is okay. tagged as my bias and um, Mark as me. So Jinyoung just taps his chest and Mark kind of faints. So that is okay. the gif. Okay. So it was like love at first sight. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know where they were from, which group they belonged to. All I knew about K-pop is EXO and SHINee at that time. So I remember taking that GIF, you know, like downloading that GIF and literally going to all of my friends, like online and offline friends for almost a week asking which group they are from. Just because oh I needed that man, you know, like Mark. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then they t- told me that it's GOT7 Bam Bam. Like, oh my God. <laughs> I, I am still remembering it. <laughs> and then I searched for Godson Bam Bam. And at that time, it was also my initial stage. So I also get tend to get confused. So um, I did think they were the same people. But then I, mm-hmm. you know, like I was able to find a few differences. And when I was watching one of Bam Bam's funny moments, I realized that the person behind him actually looks more like him. And then I discovered that that is Mark. So, and the rest is history. Yeah. (laughs) That's actually really funny. (laughs) I've had really rare moments where like I would discover the member first and Mm -hmm. then find the group. Because I'm just like such a music head where I listen to the group, I listen to them, I watch the music video, and then I'm like, okay, let me see who's the member, who's singing what, instead of like the other way around where people discover mm-hmm. members from like variety shows or like viral moments online and stuff. Like so yeah. yeah, that's really interesting. Actually, it, it is also the only band that I got into through a GIF because when I started mm-hmm. listening to K-pop, it was same for me. You know, like when people suggest me a yeah. song, like 
Icon's Killing Me was my first song. And then I started getting into Icon. And it was the same right. with Infinite. But this one, Mr. Mark, thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but it was such a lovely moment. And I still treasure that gif so much. I'll send you after mm. finishing this video. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, that was a lovely thing. And Mark's work with God Seven, you know, like we spoke, uh, you know, like you mentioned that Mark as a rapper, but um, Mark with God Seven, he has written some of the very mellow music for God Seven. So were there any favorites mm. from God Seven that you discovered and you found that Mark actually wrote that or participated in composing or writing for it? Oh, um, okay, so actually it turned out to be a Mark solo, but it was My Way, which was mm-hmm. on the Lullaby album. And um, I just thought, you know, so I was doing my research for um, about seven anniversary uh, thing that we did earlier this year, because mm-hmm. uh, their anniversary is like way in January. Um, and I was doing my research and I found out that, you know, Mark was one of the first people in God7 to like actively write songs for the group because the group when they were in JYP their music was primarily produced and written by other people even though they are amazing songwriters mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously JB contributes a little bit and um, Young Jihad did it but Mark was like one of the first members to like actively write lyrics for songs and so I have um person that I discovered that okay he wrote it himself it wasn't like given to him like oh, hey record this song <laughs> right so yeah I mean oh my god I nothing is coming to my head right now um was let me written by him you yeah remember? it was composed 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 very yes, favorite okay. song I remember it yeah <laughs> Um, that one was one of my favorite ones as well mm-hmm. from that era. And then, yeah, I don't know. I just, so for me, for God 7, it's always been like, I never paid attention to them as songwriters and composers when they were in God 7, which, is, which mm-hmm. sucks. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was after they went solo after they started releasing solo music, then that's when I realized, okay, they have been writing for the group for a long time. It's just, and this is like really um, real for a lot of like casual fans where not many people know that they are songwriters Mm -hmm. because for example, Jeff, Um, JB uses Def as his monogram, right? And then um, Young Jay uses ours. And so, like, they have these mm. songwriter names that they use, and people don't make the connection of, like, oh, it's the member who is actually the, the <laughs> credit. Um, and so that happened to me a lot in Rod mm-hmm. 7. So, yeah, but Let Me um, was, a, was one, and then On My Way. And then I started leaning more towards Mark's solo stuff compared mm-hmm. to when he was in um, God7, but we'll get into that as we go. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
so yeah, yeah. Like my my favorite will definitely be Let Me, and we have the song called Face in their Seven for Seven mm-hmm. album, which is also okay. very good. Song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, yes, I remember that. Yes, I remember that. Okay. <laughs> uh, I really love that song. And Let Me is more like my soul song, like one of my soul songs where, you know, like you just listen to it and definitely cry, you know, like at least two yeah. tears running down your cheek. Yeah. So <laughs> that is Let Me for me, guys. So I really enjoyed Let Me. And we also have a few other songs from the Turbulence album itself. And mm-hmm. Oh, now I think about it. We also have this um, No Jam. No Jam mm, from wait. Turbulence. It's it's kind of a hippie song, actually. It's not. Ah, okay. One. Yeah, I see it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's Sorry, been a while since that album came out. <laughs> exactly. It's been a while yeah, that's since that like, album came Turbulence out. Turbulence album was so mm-hmm. early in their career, right? So he was one of the first ones to have mm. like, actively written for the album. It's just something they wrote for mm. B-sides and people would not like, if you're not like an actual fan, you would not go and listen. To that. Mm. So, yeah. yeah that's True that. And we also have Born Ready, which was their, you know, like, uh, Born ready from their final album that came mm-hmm. with JYP, last piece. Oh yeah, from that. last piece. Yeah. yeah, that was a good one too. Yeah, mm-hmm. talking about Mark's uh, work with God Seven. So um, as we discussed, of course, Mark was writing songs for God Seven, and we really had his solo career when he was part of Godson as well. Like we had just two songs from Mark himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he also released a short video uh, for the Lullaby album, mm-hmm. Present You album. And then the next one was yeah. Last Breath, Last Peace. So that's how he started his solo. And what were your yeah. thoughts, Syed, when Godson made know like a decision to part their ways from JYP what were your initial thoughts and when you discovered that Mark is coming back as a solo artist what were your thoughts yeah I mean I'm gonna be honest I was a little bit shocked mm-hmm. and a little disappointed that um they didn't renew and well they didn't renew in the sense that you know when you do something like what God Seven did, it usually ends up becoming like, oh, they're not going to reunite, mm-hmm. um, yeah. which has since been proven wrong, obviously. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I was like, God Seven is going to be one of those groups that's going to last forever. <laughs> and they will. But at that time, I was like, oh, that sucks. You know, like they are going to part their own ways. And um, and like none of the members signed with JYP mm-hmm. and that's a, a very rare case for groups like it, most often it's like okay one or two members you know resigned some left etc cetera, etc cetera. 
Um, but yeah, so I was just a little bit like, I don't know what's going to happen. And I mean, they obviously reunited this summer, but which is really nice. But yeah, but initial thought was just like, mm-hmm. it should have been the one of the ones that, you know, last. <laughs> Yeah, and we, you know, like, we did have some time to reflect on that, and I still think that I have an episode on, you know, like, sobbing over God's seven and sobbing over them uh, not renewing their contract, and when the episode yeah. came out, the next day they say that we are still going to be God's seven and we are going to release music, and I'm like, <gasps> wrong episode came out just as today. <laughs> <laughs> like you could have said this earlier so it was just like an episode like 30 to 45 minutes a monologue more like the drunk Anthea talking (laughs) I wasn't drunk I wasn't really drunk but I was drunk with emotions I was like oh god oh god is gone what am I gonna do they are my ultimate bias I wanted to interview them and see they are gone I know, but you know what? We have a better chance of interviewing them as solo artists than we ever did when they were a group. Because JYP is unreachable. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, yeah, really, I really hope things happen. But yeah, uh, so past is past. Um, But to be honest, even I was kind of doubtful if Mark will Mm -hmm. continue singing uh please don't come at me but i i was not sure if martin will start singing like i did think that he might do modeling or acting or just do some business kind of things uh but i wasn't sure it was always interesting because for example with jin young i always Mm -hmm. thought that he was gonna go down the singing route because he mm-hmm. does have some songwriting credits and he has an incredible voice and he was like the designated vocalist of the group as mm-hmm. well alongside others um and so i definitely thought that he was going to sing but he hasn't released anything, anything ever since right like he did one single and that's it he was like okay i'm going to do one single so all members have a solo and that's it and he has gone down the acting exactly. route like completely like different kind of role different movies tv shows this that everything so yeah it was really interesting so for mark i was like okay i don't where is he gonna go and on the other hand i was like when this was doing this was happening i was like uh okay maybe bam bam is gonna go to thailand and like establish himself Mm -hmm. as the thai pop person and yeah he just explains that he's going to stay in Korea and I'm like yo yes that's my ultimate bias yeah go for it <laughs> well I'm super proud I, I I can go on actually Bam Bam is my bias in Gatsa oh Mark got competition <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like everything that Bam Bam does he's a great inspiration I, I would really call him a role model actually I never had a role model but I would call him Bam Bam one because man that yeah. guy that man's amazing and when he decided to stay in Korea and do things it really inspired me so much 
Yeah. It, it, I mean, I was really surprised with Bam Bam as well because not only is he in Korea, he's with signed with a Korean label and he's releasing mm-hmm. music in Korean. Um, even though a lot of people thought that maybe he'll do the English thing and, you know, mm-hmm. um, he is Thai, so he might, like, go down the Thai route. And, I mean, he has, like, a collaboration with a Thai artist, which was, mm-hmm. like, really cool. I was like, oh, wow, you did that. Um, and he's also trying to break into, like, the American, like, English side. So, but, yeah, no, but his core is still, you know, a Korean agency, doing k-pop you know like in the purest form Um, and yeah it's really cool it's also like unexpected so it's like Mm -hmm. that's why it's cool because you don't think about like oh he's gonna do that and then he does it like oh wow yeah and yeah coming back to mark because it's mark's episode sorry yeah i'm getting distracted (laughs) but yeah you know like with mark that was my honest thought uh but when he said that he's going to continue singing i was more happy and his first song a collaborative work with sanjoy uh one Mm -hmm. in a million is like it's our song it's our duo couple song yeah i sing (laughs) Mark, you're one in a million, and he sings, and you're one in. I'm not sure if this is going to come you. in the podcast, but yeah. I love that for you. Um, <laughs> yeah. One in a million is like, it was an interesting choice. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, to like collaborate with another artist for a mm-hmm. solo sort of endeavor, right? And then Sanjoy. Um, he's obviously Indian American that made a little bit more of like oh my god he's clever <laughs> Indian guy yeah. um but yeah no it was an interesting choice of song um mm-hmm. it trended on genius when it came out like people were looking up the lyrics like right mm-hmm. away and then Sanjoy was kind enough to provide us with the official lyrics for the song and like help us with the formatting and everything um but yeah I I'm not gonna lie, I thought, because he's from California, Mark Twain, California, um, I thought he was gonna go down the sort of Cali boy hip-hop mm-hmm. route, you know, like, um, sort of like Snoop Dogg, like, you know, the West Coast yeah. hip-hop side, and I'm really happy that he didn't, because that, mm-hmm. it, that genre is primarily driven by really cheesy lyrics. And I'm just like, thank God he's not doing that because it was just, it would have been just like so wrong for him to do that. Um, and he chose like a more sentimental pop, like you know, you would like listen to his music like driving down the West Coast, like as a sunsetting sort of thing. Uh-huh. And yeah, it was it was a good intro mm-hmm. to like what we will eventually get uh, moving forward yeah and uh, to be honest again like one in a million is definitely one of my very top favorites from mm-hmm. mark till today even after 20 tracks coming out one in a million <laughs> stands on top so yeah and uh talking with sanjoy sanjoy is definitely 
one of the sweetest person. He did say yes to believe in K-pop interview, and we did talk to him. And I, I was oh, that's like, amazing. Okay, yeah. I did not. Okay, I'm I'm a fake fan of believe in K-pop right now because I did not listen to. <laughs> it's okay. Like many did. Like oh yeah, I've listened to all your episodes. Like. <laughs> No, you don't have to do that. We we really appreciate you for joining us in our episodes. Uh, but do listen to Believe in K-pop when you have time. Yes, tune in. <laughs> yeah, tune in. But yeah, and no, like Sancha was really sweet, and we had some mm-hmm. fun time talking. And I remember, you know, like I was so nervous. I don't know why, but I'm so nervous. But he. he kind of made it feel like home because it was also one of my very first time with a very huge artist like you indirectly <laughs> interviewed martwan basically <laughs> i wish i could like say that proxy. But... <laughs> yeah so getting back um we spoke about one in a million which was such a lovely song and then we had his first solo track last breath mm-hmm. last breath yeah i really love yeah. that song i do too um mm-hmm. i remember when it first came out we did a um space twitter space and where talked about about the songs that came out and we collectively were just like with last breath we were like who heard him cuz the exactly. song in terms of sound it sounds uplift Mm-hmm. It's a bit brighter, but when you look at the yes. lyrics, they are very dark, very you know, very sentimental and hurtful. Like something really bad happened, and he wrote about it. So we collectively, versus like, I have like other moderators at Genius Korea who don't are not necessarily like Got Seven fans or anything, mm-hmm. but they listen to that song um, in preparation for that spaces, and they were all just like. who heard him <laughs> you know because we were expecting like cuz he collaborated with Sanjoy right and Sanjoy is like mm-hmm. a EDM producer so we were like okay maybe he's going to go down that EDM artist sound where you know it's like a really cool drop that happens mm-hmm. a really hyped up song and then last breath was not it it was a very different tone mm-hmm. um so yeah it was it, it took me by surprise definitely I was like okay where are we going with this <laughs> like moving forward because it was supposed to be this sort of prelude to his upcoming album whenever that was going to be because that, that was like in november last mm-hmm. year when is the album going to come but yeah, yeah and i remember you know like talking to my friends and my sister mostly you know like i was feeling that last breath was all, uh sounded more the romantic side but also uh i felt that maybe it was his you know like the the suffocation with his company mm-hmm. during korea mm-hmm. did he feel that it was taking his last breath away uh that yeah. just sounded possible but yeah i mean and, that could have been a mm-hmm. you know um possible sort of inspiration i guess you would say mm-hmm. um i also think it was just like besides being like okay maybe it was just a girl um 
compare the other side of like, okay, maybe this was about the idol life or like mm-hmm. being in Korea exactly. as a foreigner, even though yeah. he has been in Korea for like so long, you know, it, he still feels like an outsider. And so like the lyrics were just like, back off, you know, I need to be alone with myself mm-hmm. for a minute, you know, those kind of sort of trying to go into mm-hmm. isolation was a very interesting um, side on the album, on the song. And if you look at the track list, this song, even though it was one of the first ones to be released, it comes way back, way late in the album itself. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, I think, yeah, I think it's more than just about a romantic relationship. It was more about, you know, what he was going through in terms of, like, you know, those last, I mean, their last song is called Last Peace, and it's Breath of Love, and then this song is called Last Breath. Like, there has to be a connection. (laughs) Exactly, and that is what I felt, that's what I felt, but the following songs, like, I Miss You So Much and Lonely, maybe Mr. Mark had a very bad heartbreak, (laughs) I don't know. Oh my god, yes. But yeah, no, but that's the thing. Um, you mentioned lonely and I miss you so much, but mm-hmm. before that was my life, like right yeah, after yeah. Last Breath. That was his sort of second single earlier this year. Yeah. And my life, I honestly didn't think it was about a romantic relationship. I thought it was just him taking control of his narrative and sort mm-hmm. of moving forward. And realizing that he has been living his life for someone else, you know, Mm -hmm. and that might be JYP or even the fans. Mm -hmm, You know, mm -hmm. in K-pop, like the world, in idols, like they live their life to please the fans. Even, I mean, I'm not saying that they're not happy or anything. Like they they are happy and they enjoy it. Mm -hmm. But to a big extent, they are living to make the uh, the fans happy and the fans content with whatever they're putting out. So I really thought that my life was like him taking that narrative back. Like, you know what? I have done that enough. I'm going to yes. live my life my way now. So going from Last Breath to this, I was like, okay, this is not completely about a romantic relationship. Mm-hmm. Like it has more to it. But but yeah, my life is my favorite song of the year. Like I related to it so much, <laughs> um, and yeah, it's one of my favorite songs on the album itself. Yeah, yeah. So definitely, you know, like my life is also relatable to all of us from the Asian community. Like exactly, same me. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> With the album, you know, like 20 tracks, how did you feel when you when you came to know that the album comes out in 20 tracks? It's, it's an actual I was very surprised. Album. Yeah, it's a proper full-length album. He's not playing around. <laughs> it's not one of those albums that's like almost seven tracks, barely mm-hmm. making it. Um, but yeah, no, I was kind of surprised that he went for a 20-track album. And based on the songs that we had listened to, previously um and the sort of the visuals accompanied with the album and everything 
um, they were all very dark. They're mm -hmm. all very like, you know, the, the color scheme and all of that was very tonal. Um, and so I thought it was interesting. I definitely thought that it was going to be a story because mm -hmm. nobody does 20 tracks and not have a storyline for it because otherwise it's just gonna sound like a bunch of like it's just a compilation album at that point <laughs> if you're if you don't have a narrative or you don't have a mm -hmm. storyline so I was like okay he's definitely gonna tell a story and then I believe it was like it was all it was like automatically revealed where the songs are gonna be in the song like no it wasn't just like oh it's gonna be 20 songs it was like okay this song is at this number and this song is at this number I mm -hmm. think or I could be wrong. Like, my life is going to be track number five. Last Breath is going to be track number 15, that kind of thing. And so that made me all, that also made me curious with all the previous released singles where they fit into the album. I was like, okay, so Last Breath is going way down and my life is coming, you know, earlier in the album and so on and so forth. So, yeah, I was a bit like, okay, it's a big thing to take on with 20 tracks that's a big you know um, from an artist's perspective as well like okay you're yeah. definitely taking a risk but uh since you mentioned about the color scheme i would definitely uh love to appreciate the the cover that we have for the album it's like it's it's something tearing down and we see mark inside it black mm -hmm. and we tear it and it says the other side so it also brings out uh mark's most you know like most quoted or most tweeted thing saying that this is showing my other side and mm -hmm. with you talking about the darker versions all black and white so we have always seen mark as the color the visual yeah the main dancer or the main rapper and now it's all black and white and black and white is not much preferred by people and when it comes to emotions we don't really enjoy uh listening to people's darker emotion or black and white inside yeah. so um i think that was a very clever Thing. Like, yeah I mean even when artists do um darker themes in their music mm -hmm. music we listen we hear we see more of like you know maybe using purple and blues mm -hmm. and you know darker colors we don't mm -hmm. necessarily see a grayscale or a yeah. black and white style um so and the whole idea of like the cover is black and then you tear Mm -hmm. in the middle and the inside is white was mm -hmm. very um sort of symbolic in the sense mm -hmm. that you know because if you think about it you could say like okay the outside is bright it's white and then you tear mm -hmm. and the inside is black yeah. and you could think like oh my god so like deeper deep down it's the dark emotions mm -hmm. but instead it's flipped the outside is black which is like it blows my mind <laughs> like so he's saying basically like you know the outside life the whatever that you have seen is the darkness when you mm -hmm. tear underneath it's the bright life you know mm -hmm. it's the it's what you know it's what's make me happy you know sort of thing and I was like that is so clever that is so clever <laughs> whoever no, like might... I'm sure <laughs> it was him but like whoever did that mm -hmm. was just he's a genius 
Yeah, and my interpretation was like when you tear the darker, you you mm-hmm. become the white, or maybe the releasing of this album is in a cathartic mm-hmm. way where you get rid of the darker portion and you tear it, and then you come out the white one. Like yeah. you make peace with your darker past, and now exactly, you change it to exactly. white. Exactly. I think um, his interview with Rolling Stone India, actually, um, which I was like, y'all are doing the right thing with this. um, And I know the writer who worked with him on that one. Mm -hmm. And he says in the interview, this really important quote, he recognized, he acknowledges that fans were a little bit taken aback by the style of music that he was releasing. Mm -hmm. You know, they were all primarily ballads. Um, primarily um, darker lyrics and stuff like that. And a lot of people were like, we need a happy song, you know? And Mark was like, I saw all the tweets. I saw that response, the feedback. But this album is something that I needed to put out, Mm -hmm. you know? And that goes back to what you were saying. Like, it's just cathartic to release this album. Like, he, as an artist, this was important for him to put out. And I think... The author of that interview, um, the interviewer, she said that um, in one of her tweets, like, sometimes you forget that the artists make music for themselves as well. It's not always Mm -hmm. about releasing it for the fans. And K-pop is just so much about, you know, releasing it for the fans that we forget that kind, forget that side of like, okay, they are writing because they need to write these lyrics mm-hmm, out. Mm-hmm. And so I definitely think this album was more like, I needed to get this out of my system. Mm-hmm. Once this is out, and once we are past it, I'm going to release, you know, like the happy, uplifting songs. <laughs> and Mark, as a solo artist, I also think that he kind of resembles the style of Taylor Swift or... Conan Gray, where they narrate their mm-hmm. stories. Well, it's not exactly. the, the catchy or cheesy, you know, like, I love you, you are the most prettiest girl, not that. Yeah. But it's like what they have experienced and penning it down as actual stories, you know, like people will be able to know what is happening in the artist's life. So I'm totally yeah, down. <laughs> I think one of the reasons why I was attracted to Mark Twan's solo music. Mm-hmm. Um, among all of them. I enjoyed all of them. I love Young Jay's album. Um, specifically, like this last one, Sugar, was really good. But one of the reasons why I was so attracted to Mark Twain's solo music was, I think I told you in um, on Twitter, but it was, it's because we don't see that style of songwriting in K-pop mm-hmm. necessarily, where it's mainstream, you know? Like, a, there are a lot of, like, really good R&B singers who make that kind of, you know, personal music, mm-hmm. but they are R&B, they are sort of, you know, um, non-mainstream. Mm-hmm. With Mark, he is taking the pop elements that we love and putting that with his really personal songwriting. And so mm-hmm. he was like sort of filling that weird bridge between the western music and k-pop music where it sounds happy but it's not really happy (laughs) and um yeah i was just like because there are no male artists in Mm k-pop who do that so i was like 
I know, and we have this whole thing about like, is he K-pop or is he not K-pop? <laughs> I don't care. He <laughs> he's K-pop. Okay, have you seen the album? That album looks like one of these albums. You know, it's a whole box. <laughs> like he's a K-pop artist. Yeah, and of course, you know, like uh, I also read an article where the heading said. Like it's not just for his personal healing, but it's also like calling out for fans who need mm-hmm. this healing. So it's yeah. it's also you know like in literature we study you know like the importance of tragedy in dramas where they say that the heroic person or the hero protagonist with yeah. all this valor and greatness he you he is the strongest okay so he's perfect in everything and in the tragedy uh you find that because of one flaw he gets defeated or he dies or he he gets a tragic end at yeah, the end yeah, of yeah. the play so that is to show people that even such heroic people have a downfall so it needn't be you know, like it's not just you you're not alone so for yeah. a person like mark you know like being in that celebrity era or you know like yeah. that grandeur he mm-hmm. also shows this you know like a vulnerable portion of his yeah, yeah. so people understand that you know, like everybody yeah. has this shape yeah definitely mm-hmm. i think um especially coming from a celebrity especially mm-hmm. coming from someone who grew up in the k-pop world i think it's very important especially right now for fans to realize that they are also real humans mm-hmm. and they are also vulnerable they are not you know the perfect pink haired glowy mm-hmm. you know wearing cool purple shirts or whatever you know like they are not that image that we constantly see on our screens. They, mm-hmm. There is a very real side um, behind them. And I think these past couple of months, we have started getting more and more releases who, where we hear that. Um, one which I was like really, really, I really enjoyed was DPREN as well. Like if you like Mark Twan, you're probably going to like DPR Ian's music as well. Um, but yeah, no, he also talked a lot about like, you know, his past trauma being in the cable world. And you know what I enjoy about Martuan and all these ex-idols, you could say, is they all look at those, like those years with fond memories. They are not like, you know, it was it was terrible, like it sucks. And they're like talking ill about their mm-hmm. previous company or they're talking ill about their previous colleagues and stuff like that. They're all like, it was bad, but it still had it, its good moments. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, I'm I'm not regretting getting into that. And so I really appreciate that take. Because a lot of people are like, oh, it's the dark side of K-pop. <laughs> and exactly. I hate that narrative. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, like talking about this, uh, I was, you know, like I had this, segment in a different thing like favorite songs but since we are talking about emotions and things like a song like hard to love coming from mark tuan was definitely an eye-opener like me as a person i have felt that i am a person who's hard to love and mark is just like just 
a 460 pixel picture of him would definitely make anyone fall in love. But there's this narration from him saying that I am a person who's hard to love. Like, wow. Yeah. And then, like, hard to love is, wow, that song. That song is That's really interesting because it also tears down the perfect image that we have in our heads of mm-hmm. idols, of like being so approachable, you know? Like any idol you think about, besides a few who are like that, they're introverted, um, you always think like, oh, you can just approach them and you can just, you know, like have a chat and they're going to be super cool and, you know, they're going to vibe with you or whatever. And you never realize that we have never met him in person. We have never interacted with him as not an artist and a fan. We have never interacted with him on that personal level of like, oh, he's a stranger meeting me a stranger or a friend meeting a friend. So we we have like absolutely no idea if he is approachable or not. Mm -hmm. So for him to go like, you know what? I am really hard to love. I'm hard to hug. I'm hard to trust. I'm hard to hold. Like, you know, those kind of things. That is really an eye opener. Yeah, exactly. That's the exact word I want to say. And it's also one of my very favorite songs. It is. Yeah, it's a really, that chorus repeats itself Mm -hmm. a lot. And I'm just like, okay, he's like really driving in that (laughs) message. Like, I'm really hard to love. (laughs) <laughs> okay, <Wow>. we get it. <laughs> no, but I really enjoy that song too. Yeah. yeah. You know, like it's also the perspective he has on himself, you know, like the personal ones mm. that we think that he just he gets all the love and he knows that yeah. he's being loved. But at times I remember, you know, like uh I remember talking this to Pino Parmi. I don't know why they are coming here, but you know, like in one of the interactions. Uh, the leader Kiko, he he mentioned this. We spoke about this for an interview, right? He said, like people say they love us for what we do, but sometimes it just doesn't get into our heads. It's just so yeah. hard to mm-hmm. get in. And it's the same for us as well. You know, like even if you say, you know, like Antia, I value you or for the person you are, if it's gonna be a very exactly. long time, it's just gonna pass over my head. And it's very hard to take mm-hmm. a compliment. I think we are just I don't know what it is if it's the Mm. culture if it's just being so self-deprecating that sometimes when people genuinely compliment us it's like we don't want to take it and then I have had this moment where people compliment me and I'm like oh no don't do that and they're like no I am genuinely complimenting you take it and I was like Mm -hmm. you know like it takes you a moment to like realize that okay somebody does actually genuinely like Mm -hmm. the person or like you know so yeah I think we all do it (laughs) yeah and I I I did talk about this in one of my YouTube shots but you know like we kind of always misinterpret being humble and being this very hard on ourselves we pretend as Mm -hmm. we are humble and we say oh no that's not yeah and Sometimes we are too humble to accept the reality. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, but it, it was really a lovely song. So yeah, coming talking about songs, what were your favorites from the album? Um I really enjoyed Only Human. 
mm-hmm. um, which is wow, like a dance exactly. song on this album. Yeah, it's like a ballad fun. style album and it's like because it reminded me instantly of um, Christina Perry's song Human which mm-hmm. came out like way back in 2014 and it's just like so raw and so mm-hmm. real like I yeah always, I enjoyed um, it for the lyrics the lyrics had so yeah much. the lyrics I yeah. always gravitated towards lyrics and this one is one of those songs where it's like, you know, um, mm-hmm. he is sort of breaking down that wall of mm-hmm. like um, this facade or whatever you want to call it, like that he has put up um, as an idol and he's taking mm-hmm. that down. And um, I think it was also a bit of like uh, um, cathartic for himself to realize, you know, like I am only human. There is only mm-hmm. so much. I do and then telling that to the world as well like you know what back off for a minute (laughs) Um, I'm only hoping like don't expect so much from me exactly don't expect so much from me because uh, you know like there are like songs about um, there are like lyrics about like this pedestal feels too high Mm -hmm. and we do that Mm -hmm. with idols we put them on a pedestal and the whole concept of being an idol, you know, like you'd say a role model to you, like mm-hmm. is almost like that angel singing moment, like, oh, you know. Um, and so like this, and he's he's acknowledging that, you know, I am on a pedestal and it's starting to get a little too high now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I want to get off. Um, so yeah, I really enjoyed that one. And then I I liked No Tears, which mm-hmm. I think is about his mom, like going, like being away from home mm-hmm. and just like me being an adult, being away from home, being away from my mom. I was like, okay, that like, you know, <laughs> he's singing to me right now. <laughs> like this is so relatable. Aww. Loki sent it to my mom, but then, you know, Asian parents do not take this back. <laughs> She's like, what the hell is this? Um, you might not take yeah, it in no, the right really, notion. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. Is, mm, no. Uh, what else did we have? Um, I mean, Far Away was really nice, the lead single mm-hmm. um, that he released alongside the album, wow. which is interesting because on Melon and Genie and mm-hmm. like, you know, the Korean platforms, Running Away, which is the first song on the album, and Far Away, which is the last song on the album, are both labeled as title tracks, mm-hmm. which I mean could be like a f- you know a weird flub on their part, but if it's not them, it's really cool <laughs> that he did that. Um, but yeah, no, Running Away was really nice, Far Away was really nice, the music video and was the really vocals. cool. The, the vocals, oh my god, mm. far away. Yes. I'm like, I saw his vein popping out, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, please don't die. Yeah, wow, that I mean, so that's weird. the thing, like, everyone was expecting him to be the rapper, and he mm-hmm. barely raps on this album. Like, there are exactly. a couple moments where he, you know, raps a little bit. And that's mm-hmm. also it was just like, you know, he's just going with the melody kind of thing. And he's singing. He's like actually singing on the entire album. <laughs> Which um, I mean, I always love when rappers can sing. Mm-hmm. Like it's my one of my favorite things. Um, 
that when K-pop, especially in K-pop, when rappers like show off their singing style. So, and I think it's not the first time because I have always seen and like as you mentioned, ex K-pop idols who were rappers, they mm-hmm. kind of find their love for singing. So does exactly, it mean people yeah. are forced to rap? Like I have a thing for I honestly, and- I mean, you know what? There are certain rappers where I'm just like, they don't like rapping. <laughs> yeah. They're doing and it just because of, that's their position. One one among them is definitely FX Amber. Like I also got to talk to her, right. which is one of the greatest things. And I remember we were on call and she said, and I'm like, I wanted to sing and people didn't let me sing. And I, I, I was just pushed back to the memories where I had a huge crush on her rapping, you know, like when Crystal mm-hmm. calls her and I'm like, now it's Amber time and Amber comes out rapping. It's like yeah. biggest things. And to know that she didn't enjoy that so much is like, are yeah. we even fans? I mean, even for like current idols, we mm-hmm. see like, for example, Chanyo from EXO. Mm-hmm. Most of his solo work is him singing. singing. You know, he did the soundtrack for his album, The Box. That was mm-hmm. him singing, like literally with the guitar singing. Mm-hmm. Um, his station songs have been singing. singing. Um, so it was like, and even when he does rap on his solo stuff, I've noticed like it is more melodic than, mm-hmm. you know, the, the hard hitting rap, hip hop style rap. And I honestly think like, you know, he enjoys being a songwriter, like with his guitar, just, you know, mm-hmm. making melodies mm-hmm. and singing. Instead of, you know, the rapping that he does with EXO. He's an amazing rapper, don't get me wrong. But it's also like, I do think that does he really enjoy it? Or does he, is he doing it because he needs to do it? And Bamam is singing too. Bamam is singing too, yes. He's, almost all of his solo songs are singing. <laughs> what What is up, Mark Bam? You do. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to have Jin Young come out with a rap. rap. <laughs> He's going to be like, J to the Y, Jin Young. And like, yes, <laughs> the Young line. <laughs> oh my um, God. Yeah, that would be fun. He was a rapper, right? He was a rapper in the JJ project. With the bounce, oh he did the like... rapping. <laughs> no. A repressive memory. You don't want to remember just need to like, remember him as that. That's it. We don't need to, like, we don't need to dig up that. <laughs> Are you repressing the rapper, Virginia? <laughs> wow. He's like, dance. God Seven has been through so much. <laughs> they've evolved yeah like a real evolution you know <laughs> yeah and coming back to the songs yes yeah um i think i mean all of the songs are interesting i uh, ooh, we have to talk about after hours the interlude why is it so short okay why is the best song on the album, So Short. So Short. I 
am I have a beef with Martuan with this one. <laughs> because it is so is like that interlude. I mean, it mm-hmm. I, I was interested in why that song was chosen as the interlude because mm-hmm. it comes at number seven, which is not the midway. Mm-hmm. Um there's not necessarily like a sonic change in within the yeah, album. album. I thought that was yeah. more towards the end of the album where he started doing more like EDM sound tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was interested in knowing that. Maybe like he'll mention it in an interview or something. So that was interesting. I don't really have a theory for it. Um, but yeah, it was such a, it was such a dreamy song. It just felt like his vocals like echoing on itself. Mm-hmm. And like this, the, just creating this sort of like multi-dimensional, like you know those eight D songs that people make, where like the sound goes from like one year to your the other year. Other one. Of, yeah, like it creates this whole like you're in a bubble, and the mm-hmm. entire bubble is made of that music. And I don't know how else to describe it, but it's such a good song. It's just I. I am so sad that it's the shortest <laughs> one. Maybe we can get an extended version in the next album. Maybe, yes. Or maybe like that style. Like that style really suited him. Mm-hmm. You know, like it showcased his vocals. It showcased his um, tone really well, I think. So, yeah, I was... Yeah, that song is really good. <laughs> sad, really so sad, so short. I really loved uh, At My Low. Mm. Uh, At My Low was definitely a good one. And are we talking about two phases where he might be talking about the fans? I don't know. Um, two hmm. phases. Like, okay, just let's just pretend that it didn't happen. Like, I don't know, uh, because I have felt it uh, like, Fans are your bestest friends and your worstest enemies. Like, yeah. You can, yeah, so. Uh, and with a few instances that happened in his life, I think there are times where he might have got really, really upset with fans' reactions and things. Yeah. So. Yeah. Guys, guys we're just yeah, fans. Was... So. Yeah, Two Faces is interesting because mm-hmm. it can really relate. You can really like put that on the fans as fans having Two Face mm-hmm. because fans really do have Two Faces <laughs> where they could, they can be like, cable fans are so passionate, right? So, like, they can literally be the biggest sort of supporter. Uh, and then one switch happens, and then all of a sudden, this entire like million. So fans are just against you. So, yeah, and I, I never thought of it that way. But now that you said, uh, I said that, like I can definitely see it. I also tell just like a really cheeky lyric, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> two phases. Whenever someone talks about that, it's just like you're being super cheeky. Like, yeah, it's just like that. I mean, the lyrics are very like. Like he like repeats in the post course, like, wouldn't you let me go? Wouldn't you ever let me go? Mm-hmm. So, you know, go, go, go. And I was like, okay. <laughs> but, and then we have, uh, yeah, At My Low 
was really good. Mm -hmm. I really loved Up Night Long. And um, no tears. And since we were talking about the people around you, you want to talk about exhausted? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nice. Exhausted and even running away. You know, like running mm. away. Like, yeah. I'm... What are you running away from? Yeah. Is it, is I mean, was... exhausted went viral on Twitter. Oh, uh, because of the lyrics. <laughs> we're like, mm -hmm. <laughs> But I mean, it's a very real sentiment and I think people get very judgmental about it. But it is very real when you have friends who have been your friends for so long, mm -hmm. you realize that even though they are sort of toxic or they don't really align with your um, worldview or whatever, it is really hard to let go of those kind mm -hmm. of friends, right? I mean, and it's a real... Like, we all deal with it. We all yeah. have friends where, where we are like, oh my God, I can't believe you're my friend because you say crap like that. But then on the flip side, it's like, but you have also been with me for like 12 years. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like kind of getting addicted to the toxic city. Okay? Yeah. You want that. Or not even like, I don't, I feel like it's not even like addicting, but it's just like, because you also have shared so many personal moments with that person yeah. that get rid of besides them. the whole toxicity of it, mm -hmm. you also have a very good relationship with that person. So it's also very hard to let go of mm -hmm. you know, someone like that. And, and it is true with life as well. You know? like everybody has this gray side. We always think that we deal with the white, but... I don't mm. want to call it black and white, but it's the great thing, you know, like everybody's gray. Yeah. And it's it's about which part, is it a light gray or the darker gray? And we have to yeah. get used to the next part. Because I yeah. have friends who have zero interest in K-pop, who just, you know, like rolls their eyes when I talk about K-pop. But still, as a person, they have been a huge support for me. And yeah. I literally try to avoid their perspective on K-pop and try to keep them by my side for the Anthea person inside me. So mm -hmm. it's, it's yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, like with the fans who did question all of that, and I honestly want to pose their a question for them is like, don't we have family members who we are like, you know? I would rather not be associated with you, but at the same time, you are a family member. So I kind of do love you and respect mm -hmm. you or whatever. And so we all have people like that in our lives where um, outside of that little, not little, that one thing, they are also a whole other, per like a whole full person that I interact with on a daily basis. And fans are really judgmental, but and fans can be very quick on um, making judgments about something like that. So, yeah, for the yeah. fact, even at least he acknowledges it. Very... At least he's like, you know, my, I know my parents are sick. You know, like your very parents and siblings can be that person at times. Exactly. Yeah. That's scary, but that's true, guys. There are people out there. Yeah. Waking up to the faces that they hate. Um, yeah. It's um it's a it's a very powerful song for me. Mm -hmm. Like I thought 
it was really bold of him to do a song like that. Um, and because, you know, that whole debacle was like very public, like it was very viral, it was very public. And um, a lot of people called him out on it and he never said anything. And I think it was just waiting for like, you know what, I'm just going to release the song <laughs> and people are going to hear about it. Mm-hmm. And so I honestly like, I respect him for being honest about it. Oops. I respect him for being, you know, like he acknowledges that yes, I do have toxic friends and it can be exhausting. But at the same time, like they have been with me for like ages and ages. So it's really hard to let go. <laughs> you know, and also as an adult, it's really hard to make friends. You yeah. know, when you have friends from your childhood and your teenage years, and they just move forward with you. But mm-hmm. as an adult, like making good acquaintances is easy. Making like, you know, good with your coworkers and your colleagues is really easy, but it's really hard to make friends as an adult. Exactly. So you just stick with the ones that you got, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it is true. And like, I remember, you know, like when I was listening to this album, uh, I remember in one of the live shows and some of shows, it was very initial. Mm-hmm. I think it was during the just right time when I remember, you know, like Jackson standing near a wall and saying, you know, like when I talk to Mark, he's just like this wall. He doesn't respond or he doesn't talk. <laughs> and Mark is just there sitting and watching that. And he's like, okay, observing and things. Uh, so, it has always been projected that Mark has been a very silent person, has nothing to say. And I I mm-hmm. recently saw a video where I think it's their 747 showcase where the MC, you know, like he's just like asking him to speak and Mark is just smiling mm-hmm. and people are like, he has nothing to say, you know, like that kind. Yeah. And in this album, it, it shows like he has so much to say. Maybe he didn't yeah. get an opportunity to say or he thought that people were not ready to listen to him. And now he finally feels that it should be let out. You know, like people, yeah. if you like it or not, here are my confessions. This is me. Take me yeah. as who I am. So exactly. A personal I diary think, kind um, of thing. Yeah, it's, I think um, in K-pop, like you know we have positions like vocalists and rappers and dancers and all of that we also have positions for you're going to be the mysterious one you're going to be the loud Mm -hmm. one you're going to be the funny one and when people when the company boxes them in that way they have to portray that character on screen where i mean jin young for a lot of the time became that mysterious one where he would not speak or he would be that leader who's like, you know, I have to deal with all these kids, you know, this kind of like thing. Um, and yeah, I mean, he definitely had a lot to say, 20 tracks. And there's not a single song on this album that doesn't have a story or doesn't mm-hmm. say something, you know? it's There are no sort of like fillers, like, oh, hype it up, you know, like I hate when artists do that when it's like the b-sides are just like you can breeze through the entire album and you're like, i could not even make out when the songs changed <laughs> you know but yeah no this one it was also very lyric heavy like mm-hmm. 
you can't just listen to the album like you really have to listen to the album like read the lyrics and stuff yeah. to appreciate it yeah. can yeah, we talk about and... my name of <laughs> sorry course. you were saying something. of course yes yes definitely we're talking about my name but you know like uh to be very honest i had this kind of a doubt you know, like uh with mars family being very uh very open to the public and open to the fans they they are kind of more open and interactive and they all give the vibe of an extrovert but when it comes to mark he's the only introvert person he always seems yeah. to be mysterious and i remember talking to people like the entire family is all open and fun but mark is along this very introvert person and yeah. with the news going on with infinite l where they asked him to stay quiet or not smile a lot and yeah. these kind of things popping up it's like is mark asked to stay quiet and he comes from an right. american family like i'm sure he's not timid like i mean is his dad is like he's his dad is like twitter famous you know <laughs> like everybody loves his dad on twitter and so i mean yeah. yeah it it does make me wonder as well because like it could be just that he's just introverted that could be a very real mm-hmm. thing um but at the yeah, same time it's, like, it's okay, just um, yeah it's just a curiosity i'm just curious mark yeah. are you an introvert or an extrovert please let us know yeah Or are you somewhere in the middle? Yeah. So yeah, my name. You know, like when it comes to my name, I want to know, Mark, did you have a call with Bam Bam before writing that song? Because <laughs> I think Bam Bam. Did you get some Bam Bam. ideas? Bam Bam influenced this one. Influence over there, and you know, like trying to get yeah. some. What to say? We get these during the examinations, right? The the bits. like the copying bits that we get from yeah, the yeah, yeah. student next to us did you yeah. do that exactly. did you so yeah i think it was it's it's such a hype song it's like you know i mean he's like it's a hype song it's literally like him going like you know the crowd is going to cheer my name and mm-hmm. um from the front to the back say it loud my name you know it was like and that's one of the one of the few songs that he kind of sort of raps on it and mm-hmm. i saw a lot of people on twitter reacting to it and saying that they want this kind of mark rapping on got seven songs which mm-hmm. i thought was really interesting um because i mean if you think about back on like got seven songs got seven songs were never like really hip hop heavy like they were never mm-hmm. really hip hop heavy they've always had a really nice mix of r&b and vocal styles um so for people to like like this kind of sort of hyped up um sort of you know very swaggy sort of <laughs> style was um yeah i really enjoyed that one too right yeah so mark brown let me know you know like very unofficially let me know it was you know what this could bounce. have been a very good i do want to know when this song was written Mm-hmm. um because this could have been a really good like subunit song with bam bam i oh i would have like God. this could have been like maybe I, i don't know i have no idea when the song was written but maybe it was like you know a draft mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. the past mm-hmm. that he brought out sort of thing 
Um, but yeah, this could have been, you know, that what's that subunit? Mary Tai Kong. Yeah. Mary Tai Kong. This song would have been <laughs> it <laughs> for you guys. Yeah. yeah. Totally. But it, I, I'm not sure if I'm going to get hate for this, but instantly when I started listening to it, it didn't sound like Mark because I have never seen him boast. I have never seen him he, he, even with his dressing he has always been this very casual comfortable person it has always been Batman mm-hmm. who talks about I have dollars guys I'm very <laughs> yeah. popular like I dress so good I have a Rolex watch and all that <laughs> and suddenly you know like the Hyung decides to talk like yeah. the little brother like Exactly. Um, I was, I'm really happy that he decided to put that on, on the album. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and because mm-hmm. um, he deserves that moment of, you know, like he is popular. Okay. Like yeah. he is accepting that. He is um, he is living it. He's living the moment. He's like, yep, <laughs> I know what it is. And so I'm happy that he included it in the album because the entire album as a whole, is a little bit self-deprecating. It's a little bit of, like, taking a job at himself. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I'm hard to love. I am, you know, know, like, all these kind of, like, self-doubt moments. And then you have my name in the middle. It's like, I know that the crowd (laughs) is going to cheer my name. And I love it. (laughs) Yeah, I loved it. I enjoyed it. That's totally my style of songs. Uh, But, yeah. I, also, when I you said that you. you didn't like really hear Mark, that is also me because his tone mm-hmm. is also very different. Yeah, um, exactly. Almost like I'm not even kidding. I listened to it. I was like, "Wait, is, that, is someone doing the like the background vocals? Like, is <laughs> there like another person in this song or something? You know?" And yeah, like his tone is different. That was different <laughs> on, the song, on the song. Yeah. Yeah. And also, like, speaking of lyrics and, like, writers and stuff, what I appreciated with this album was that he really worked with a core group of producers and songwriters on this one. And they're all based in L.A., so I'm assuming they're all friends. Um, mm. and they know each other from before God 7, maybe, God 7. or, like, during God 7. Um, so it was, like, really, like, this sort of homemade sort of thing exactly. that they came up yeah. with, like, just friends vibing with each other and like making melodies and like writing lyrics and stuff like that so yeah and I was honestly surprised that I mean I was not surprised actually that he did not work with any other outside producers and any like sort of big name producers per se Um, because I mean to get that kind of um, connection or network you need to be signed with a label, like a big, okay. a big enough label. Um, and his little company is doing really well, but it's still his little company. <laughs> yeah, it and gives you the niche. That they're shipping the album everywhere. Yeah, and but uh, I kind of felt it from the very first with their last breath when he uh, mm. mentioned that all the people, you know, like even people in the MV the mm-hmm. makeup artists and uh, yeah. for the fact the director himself you know like it's all the friends gang it's the it's a exactly. niche you know like it's 
more like friends coming together and mark using his fame or the position or his identity to yeah give yeah, space yeah. for his friends is actually very nice like yeah that's actually really sweet like i mean he knows that he has the i hate the word clout i said it last time as well <laughs> but he knows that he has clout and he knows that his name has sort of like a value and power to mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. and so to attach other people's name is mm-hmm, really cool mm-hmm. it's like i mean there are so many agassiz who discovered sanjoy because of him and exactly. i mean sanjoy is in himself is like really, a really cool artist mm-hmm. and he has done like the edm festival circuit and everything and so people know him from that but then a whole new group of people are mm-hmm. learning about this artist and checking out his work and um begging for him to like do another song with mark you know so i mean i really like that i really love when bigger artists like do features mm-hmm. or something like that and then in that way highlight mm-hmm. those artists yeah and definitely we should talk about will chan the director of all his music videos you know like it yes really okay wait this. i didn't know that <laughs> I did not know the name. Um, okay. But yeah, no, I mean, I like that he stuck mm-hmm. with one director because um, mm-hmm. it almost felt like all the music videos were connected in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, not just in terms of you know, like the color scheme and stuff, but just in terms of telling a story almost, okay. you know, like in different multiple parts. So yeah, I mean... That's what I like about this album is that it is a cohesive piece of work. You know, it's not because when he said, when we learned first um, earlier that he was going to do the American thing, you know, he's going to release music in English and most of his songs are not available on Melon and the Genie music on in Korea. So like mm-hmm. he's properly doing the American thing. I thought it was going to be a bunch of like, he's going to release multiple singles with really cool music videos, trying to make one of them pop off and then release an album typical of what American Mm -hmm. artists do. And the music videos are all like completely different from each other. So that's not the case with the other side. You know, it's like, it's a very personal album. It's very um, cohesive. It's telling a story. Um, each song is telling a story, but then all the songs together are telling a story as well. And so, yeah, I really appreciated that. And hope maybe for the next one, he's going to, you know, do the big, big production sort of big hit number sort of songs and music video with like Dave Myers or something. Like that. Anything. We're down for anything that's empty. Empty square. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But yeah, uh, on the whole, I really enjoyed. To be honest, it's not totally my style, but yet yeah. again, the lyrics and the I know it's your style. I know you have it been is. adoring Mark, Mark since day one as a solo artist. Uh, yeah. But let me be honest; like, I mean, it's not totally even me. for me. Even though it is my style of music, like I do like listening to those kind of music. I won't put it on loop 
sort of thing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. at some point it does get a little depressing to mm-hmm. keep listening to that kind of, those kind of lyrics over and over. Narratives, yeah. But yeah, but it's definitely, I will, I've had it on repeat. I really enjoy his voice. So in from that perspective, yes, I do enjoy it. But even for like a casual listener who is listening to it, this is not an album that you would revisit often maybe, but it is still um, enjoyable when you do listen to it. And I mean, it makes sense because the in, uh, repeatable songs, you know, like songs that you loop are mostly like, you know, big numbers and happy stuff like ones. that. That's yeah. happy ones. And this song, this album, unfortunately, does not have that many peppy numbers. But yeah, I mean, it's still a nice album to listen to. Yeah, you can maybe blast my name and you're like, yeah, my name's there in London, Manila, so cute. You can go ahead. Yeah. Please, Mark, next time, please include India. It will be very nice. I mean, honestly, <laughs> I think K pop as a whole is like forgetting how lucrative it would be to tour in India. Like there are so many K-pop fans in India that you don't even have to think twice about will we ever sell tickets? Because you will sell tickets. Okay, there has been a drought in India. Of course. (laughs) Like any artist that decides to go to India will sell out. Card did. Mm-hmm. Card did. Card sold out. Card did. Wow. I still regret not going there, but thank you to my parents. Uh, okay, on the next note. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, so, um, and it's, the album is also a go-to album when you kind of feel low, as I told you, you know, like it has this point yeah. where, it's relatable and like even a celebrity feels lost so it is okay for you to feel lost and you can still get yourself up and that's how the narrative goes on and even people like mark has to deal with people toxic Mm. people like and exhausted and two faces i think it has a lot It's very relatable. Yes, the lyrics are very relatable. Quick, check out the lyrics Uh on Genius Korea. (laughs) Yeah, listening to the album. Check out the lyrics. Yeah, definitely. Two hours to transcribe this album. (laughs) It's so damn long. Yeah, exactly. Usually, we are provided with official lyrics. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and we format them and like make sure all, everything is correct but with Mark Twan's his lyrics were nowhere to be found and so it was literally like three of us going okay we're just going to pick a song and start transcribing by ear like listen to the song mm-hmm. and transcribe it and I for some dumb reason decided to do um I think it was at my low or only human. And he sound it, it starts very mumbly. I was like, crap. I cannot understand a word he's saying. But thankfully, Mark, because being American, like he his English is very American. So I was like, okay, I can I can make I can make this work. Okay. But oh my god, it took us two hours to finish a transcribe. So I was like, 
It's ridiculous. Yeah, I remember seeing your tweet. But yeah, it's also easy to follow for the fans who haven't checked the album. It's relatable and easy to follow. It doesn't yeah. take too much of energy to, you know, like sit, yeah. analyze. It's just, you know, actually, you so said candid. that. And um, I do want to say that even though it is 20 songs and that seems like a really long album, it doesn't feel like a really long album when you listen to it. Mm-hmm. You go from start to finish and you don't even realize that you listen to 20 songs. Yeah, I felt it that. Is, it flows really well. Yeah, and it's also because it's so candid. It feels like it's a conversation. It's like someone's mm-hmm. talking to you and you're just listening. Ah. And then you're almost halfway down. To be honest, when I was first listening to it, um, when I when I was reading a review at that time as well, and one of the reviews told me that it's 55 minutes long, lengthy album. And mm-hmm. I was like, is it 55? Then I came back to my Spotify and checked it. And I was almost in the 13th or 15th song. I was like, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like I have listened to all these songs. I'm like, I just have five yeah. more to go. So that's yeah, it. It didn't feel like I spent an hour listening to more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, not a problem. I can listen to you all day, Mark. But yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, it's a lovely album. And thank you so much for your time, Syed. I think we have become more, uh, you know, like this conversation has become more philosophical and more depth on yeah. thoughts and human <laughs> processing. <laughs> I love when albums, like, push us to do that. It's really mm-hmm. fun to look at, um, especially K-pop albums, um, to, you know, dissect them on that level. It's one of my favorite things to do. That's why I'm the founder of Genius Korea. Because <laughs> I love doing wow. this. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, last time I uh last time when our episode was done, I kind mm-hmm. of pasted the audio without looking at I just pasted in the editing software and it was like one hour 40 minutes. I was like, what did we even talk for one hour 40 minutes? <laughs> I have never no, like chopped an episode as two parts and this is my first ever time and now looking at the time I can say again I have and one and a half I'm just oh solid time. <laughs> wow but well, we can definitely like, chop things out from this one because there were some <laughs> ranting in the middle some are really cliche ranting off the yeah. record ranting <laughs> off the record yeah but yeah, thank you so much for doing this. And it was a very quick notice as well. So thank you so much for your time yeah. and uh, for your support. And uh, I really hope it reaches to people. And people, if you're anyway connected to Mark, just make sure this episode reaches them. Now. Yeah. <laughs> we spoke nice amazing. things about him. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like maybe he listens to the podcast. That's so cool. But yeah. And uh, yeah, finally, on a final note, would you like to give a birthday shout out for Mark? Oh my God. Um, happy <laughs> birthday, Mark. Uh, I hope that this upcoming year is even more exciting for you. And um, 
your album is amazing. <laughs> and I really hope that the next album is just as amazing, but with a few more peppy songs. Um, and yeah, I mean, yeah, he's such an amazing person and such an amazing human. Yeah, and this being his first birthday as a solo artist, I'm really sure that he's celebrating it in a very finest way. And yeah. this album is all, it's not just a gift for me, but also a gift for you, for your birthday. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> so I hope he has a good time with his family this year, like getting to celebrate his birthday with his family. And uh, yeah, I have so much to say, but I'm just shy. Like, <laughs> happy birthday. <laughs> happy birthday, Mark. With lots of love, please come to India soon. And maybe pop in as a guest for Believe. Oh, yes. <laughs> Do a press junkie. We'll, I'm good with like just five minutes with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, five minutes still be fine. I'm not going to make you sit like Said. <laughs> So happy birthday and I hope this episode really gave a few thoughtful insights about the album to the fans and the listeners. So if you are a fan, I hope you enjoy listening to it. Uh, do make sure to send your comments. What are your favorite tracks? We are definitely open on Twitter and Instagram to talk about everything and anything that involves Mark Tuan. And for listeners, make sure to check the album. It's definitely one of the nicest albums. And even if you don't find it relatable, all the 20 tracks, I'm sure there will be one or two that you will hold so close yeah. to your heart. I can there assure you. There is something you. for everyone. Yeah. yeah. There is something for everyone in this album. Wow. That's a nice way to say that. I'm going to yeah. quote that. Yeah. <laughs> there is something but, for everyone in this album. Everyone. Yeah. Pretend as if I said that. Okay, guys. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much. And uh, definitely check the lyrics in Genius Korea. And it's not just for Mark's album. It's for everyone, every K-pop album that comes out, every K-pop idol. And... Yeah. Uh, look forward to their articles and they also take in fan requests so if you request them to write about a song or the lyricism of a particular artist they will definitely do it they are very sweet and kind people so yes. guys yeah we are always looking yeah. for new writers and um if you want to write about for genius korea you don't need any prior experience any prior training uh, you can be a complete newbie um, into in writing and media and press and all of that. And we will accept you and guide you through the process. Um, also want to quickly say Genius Korea is like a very cool way of supporting your artists by viewing the page, view, page the pages on the site because the people who work at Genius, the staff are industry professionals. So if they see a song, getting popular on the website, they will, um, you know, network and add them to their playlists and radio plays and stuff like that. So it's a really cool way of supporting your artists within the US. Mm -hmm. um, it's very underrated. So a lot of people don't realize that that is a way, but I do want to quickly point that out. Um, 
and yeah, Mark Twain has been doing really well. His page views are amazing and people always love like reading his lyrics. So, and we're always constantly pushing the genius staff to take notice of when Korean artists or K-pop artists or Asian artists as a whole, <laughs> um, when they um, achieve something on the site. So, yeah. Yeah, so finally, this is a new week, so hope you have a great week ahead. Whether it's work or fun, make sure to have the best uh, things possible and make sure to stay safe, spread love and be loved. This is Antia Isik. Meet you soon, guys. Take care. Bye. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube